Hello, and welcome to a holly jolly episode of We Only Look Thin. I am your holiday turkey, Donald (laughs) Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds, and next to me is my beautiful and talented... Pile of mashed potatoes. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, were you going to say something nicer? I was going to say something nicer, but now I'm just like like one of the old cartoons. I'm just imagining that you're a giant pile of potatoes and that we're like, we're stranded on some desert island with no food or like out in the middle of the ocean, and... And uh, I'm just planning to eat you like mashed potatoes now. <laughs> Why are mashed potatoes so good? Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel, oh, and yeah. I lost about 150 pounds. That's I'm amazing. his lovely non-potato wife. No, uh, she's clearly not actually potatoes. No. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. I just figured I needed a disclaimer in case anyone thought you actually were a pilot, ta- pilot talking with potatoes. a potato? Yeah, This yeah. is new information. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hi and welcome. And uh, it's We Only Look Thin. And this is part two of our holiday extravaganza. Extravaganza is putting it mildly, by the way. It couldn't be contained in one episode. No, it sure could Mostly because we didn't feel like containing it into one episode. <laughs> it's our podcast. We'll do what we would like. Yes. Oh, and you'll like it. Wait, what? <laughs> Likely like it. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, but before we get back into the holidays, we are going to have a sort of holiday-related tip of the week. Sort of a holiday-related tip of the week to you. Sort of a holiday-related tip of the week to you, too. Tao. Tao. Um, <laughs> sort of a S-O, sort of a, I can't think of the anagram right now. It's um, fine. Hi. And tip at the, the end, we're going to have a product of the week. Pow. Pow. A sort of holiday-related. No, it's ba-ba. not at all holiday-related. Well, kind of. Product of the week. I don't even remember what it was, but we'll figure it out. Everything relates to the holidays and everything relates to food. Um, Trust that me. is That is our philosophy, and uh, we are going to talk about it right now now and <laughs> it is time for our tip of the week i wonder what the sound of us being fast forwarded through sounds like if people are like i know i've got a good five minutes before i have to pay attention yeah, to anything before that they we say, actually start they, like getting to the they good love stuff the chuckles yeah. we uh we actually were interviewed on the coco caliente podcast yeah uh, which we already talked about but when the episode posted they were like this interesting couple will talk about their they're loss. so inspirational and they lost a lot of weight and they'll help you get yeah they didn't mention that we were funny at all mention that we were funny yeah (laughs) and i'm yeah like i feel like we're a comedy podcast that sprinkles in a little bit of weight loss information and health information but you know but like you do what you can we were interviewed on a big podcast yeah and that is amazing and they're wonderful and we're grateful for our new followers on instagram and our new fans uh but we're also funny and, if you found and us humble. on the Coco Caliente <laughs> podcast, welcome in. Welcome. Uh, so yeah. Oh, you were going to talk about the tip of the week. I was going to talk about the sort of holiday related tip of the week to tip you. Tip of the week to you. What is it? I don't remember. So um, if you're listening to this uh, when we first post it, it will be the middle of November. And you might be looking at your calendar going like, I made a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions and I am not going to be able to accomplish any of them. Well, and the, I think the problem is 
you know the term set it and forget it? Yeah. That's goals can't be set it and forget it because I, things I said in January, I don't know what I said in January. I don't know what yeah. I said like two minutes ago. Well, I set a goal for myself that I was going to do a hundred thousand step day and I did that in July. So I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah. so the so the <laughs> tip of the break. week is to set a New Year's resolution and actually do it. Um but I in all seriousness um, I also set kind of a fun New Year's resolution uh, to me, which maybe could be another tip is make sure you set some fun New Year's resolutions. And it fun. was to read at least 200 comic books this year. And um, I am looking at the calendar middle of November and I am not going to make it. No, <laughs> no, you can't just is, read 200 it's, comics. It's not going to happen. Um, but um, the the actual tip, which I will get to now, is that um, that doesn't mean that I should stop reading them all together just because I, you know, I know I won't make the 200. Well, I think that's a great point because we often, because we do start a 12 month goal and I go, okay, if I read 200 comics, uh, you know, in a year, that's X number of comics a month. That's one a day. Da, da, da. And then when we know we yeah. can't hit that and we go, 200 well, comics, there's I no way I'm well going to do it. I'm not going to do anything. So if you set yourself a goal that you were going to lose 50 pounds this year or 100 pounds this year or something like bananas like that, and you're looking at the calendar and you're going, or even, you know, 10 pounds, and you're like, I don't know if I can lose 10 pounds between now and the end not of the realistic. year with all the holidays. Like, that doesn't mean you should give up entirely. Yeah, what could like, you accomplish in the next six weeks? Like, perhaps readjust your mindset and set a mini goal. You know, like, I've got six weeks left in the year or whatever it happens to be right now. And what can I get done in that amount of time? What can I do right now that when I wake up on January 1st, I'm going to be proud of? And um, readjust and set it to match that instead of just that all or nothing attitude that so many of us, including myself, fall victim to all well, the time. I'm going to throw something at you. Unexpected. Oh yeah. This is unexpected. I'm going to drop it on you. I don't know if I can you. handle it. We'll so see. So you haven't hit your comic book goal. Right. Realistically, knowing travel and holidays and stuff like that, like- what would you like to commit to? 175. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you know, that's a good question. Like, really? Like, actually. maybe like one a week? Yeah, maybe like one a week or, or two a week or something like that. Maybe okay. I could commit to like 25 by the end of the year. Whoa, that's a lot of... Well, that's about two a week. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right, if you think that's realistic. Oh, yeah. No, maybe that's that's more than two a week. I don't know. Yeah, 25. Let's say 25. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. I'll it'll be there'll be a reckoning on January first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's giving up and starting over in a month and a half from now because there's no way you're going to hit a goal, whether it's a water goal or uh, a step goal. What realistically at this season, given how busy you are, how many things are going on, uh, how many obligations you have, what small goal could you put in place? Uh, let us know when you pick it because uh, I think- Yeah, I would love to hear about your small goals. And then on January 1st, I'd love to hear about you hitting them. That yeah. would be great. Thank and uh, that would be an inspiration to all. More is more than none. Yes, yeah. Some is more than. Have you actually like stopped reading comic books at night uh, because you didn't think you were? No, gonna... not exactly. But um, I tend to. Uh, I tend to be like, ah, I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah. So the tip of the week is come up with a reasonable goal for the end of the year, and that is our tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. Uh, yeah, we actually have this afternoon free. Our daughter is out uh, with a friend right now. We could be 
drinking in the daytime. We could be going to rated R movies with curse yeah. words. Yeah. We've decided to podcast. We're podcasting <laughs> while she's out of the house. We're because we are partiers. Yep, we are. Uh, so you're getting the benefit of our uh, dedication. So, uh, so yeah. So we're going to move on to our topic of the week, which is food at the holidays and managing it. And speaking of it being the middle of November, um, and Thanksgiving is just around the corner, followed by all the, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa situation, um, lots of food attunities. Um, many people out there are saying to themselves, you know what, I'm just going to give up until January 1st. I'm going to start over till then. And what I would say is we are grownups and when you think about doing that, it is crazy. You're just punishing yourself. You're digging yourself into a deeper hole. Let's say that you have a literal hole in your yard that you have to fill. And you know that you have to fill it. And you say to yourself, well, I'll just get to it in January. I'll fill it. Well, maybe that's not so bad. But what if you said to yourself, well, I know I'm going to have to fill it, and I'm going to have to fill it by hand, and it's going to be very hard work, but between now and January 1st, I'm going to, like, every day or two, I'm going to, like, take another shovelful of dirt out of it, or two shovelfuls of dirt out of it, so that by the time you actually hit January 1st, the hole is even deeper and wider, and it's a lot more work for you. I'm wondering what's in the hole. Like, what is happening right now that we have so many <laughs> We're digging bones. We're digging bodies. Yeah, all of the above. All of the above. But uh, to to piggyback on his holy uh, analogy, we put this holiday season on credit. We yeah. we spend on credit, and a lot of times we calorically spend on credit, and then just say we'll deal with the aftermath. We'll deal with the scale. We'll deal with the credit card bill. We'll deal with the giant hole in the backyard. Yeah, we we kick the can down the road. We uh, you know, we think about you know, well, the tomorrow me will deal with it. You know, today me just wants to have fun. And, you know, why dig yourself into that hole? Why do that to your future self? Why make it even harder? And maybe you're saying to yourself, I I cannot possibly actually lose weight. Maybe that is too overwhelming. Maybe you should readjust your goal to just be maintain or minimize the damage. You know, if you generally gain 10 or 15 pounds during the holiday season, maybe it's a victory to keep it to five this year. Yeah. You know, you know, make it realistic. I'm not saying shelter in place, don't go out and do anything, but perhaps readjust and make it realistic. Well, and the crazy thing is I listened to last year's holiday episode and I was talking about my belt loop and I was talking about it having taken like 10 months to lose the weight that I had gained the Christmas before. Yeah. And it was a really sobering thing to be like, <laughs> what year is this? Because right now I'm still kind of where I was last Christmas. And Uh-oh. like, so it, the the results of the behavior linger far after the behavior occurs. We 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 know that losing five pounds is a challenge. I could gain five pounds by tomorrow. Like it's two o'clock right now. Like yeah. I could find those five no, now. Yeah, you could do it. I believe in you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I believed in myself for many years, and I thought yeah. it was like I thought a trip back to New Jersey to visit family was like, well, I'm going to gain five pounds. Yeah. Like seven yeah. days, five well, it's, pounds. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I might as well just do it. And I did it. Yeah. But thinking about working on 
conscientious choices through the end of the year, making actual decisions and coming up with strategies for your end of the year indulgences um, and little things that you can put in place now to help you stay ahead of all of the uh, indulgences that might come your way this holiday season. And so what can you do? Like, what are some things that you can do? I, uh, Catherine and I are going to give you some actual, practical, actionable advice. Last episode was a little more about adjusting your mindset and- And maths. And maths. And this week, uh, we'd like to give you some actionable goals. And the, the big thing that I think you need to do is plan ahead, um, don't just willy-nilly indulge all over the place. Like, actually set- Such harsh language. <laughs> willy-nilly. The children, Donald. It's supposed to be a family podcast. I yeah. apologize, everyone. Yeah, but um, you can look at at planning two ways. One, in the last episode, we talked about literally looking at a monthly planner and looking at the days ahead and the you know the the travel days you have the uh, the holiday days and really plotting those out and then you can also pre-plan actual days like individual days as they come because not yeah. all days are going to be the same yeah maybe you say to yourself okay i know i've got the office holiday party on on such and such a date and i know i've got thanksgiving on such and such a date <laughs> he's going to say such and such <laughs> and um, you know, so I know I'm going to indulge on those days. Maybe I, you know, maybe I give myself a break and I, I just, I don't count calories. I just enjoy the, the family and friend time or the coworker time, whatever it is. Um, and I'm just gonna, you know, go ahead and, and really enjoy myself food wise on those days. But, I'm not going to just randomly eat somebody's Christmas cookies that they brought into the office. Or yeah. I'm not going to use it as an excuse just to go crazy every day. I had to, or I was talking to somebody in Walt Place, W-O-L-T, who was talking about every Thursday their in-laws come over for dinner and they always bring cupcakes. Oh, boy. And they always bring twice as many as they actually need. Yeah. And so the woman brings her cupcakes in to work for her colleagues to eat. Yeah. So she's pawning off those calories on someone else because it's the value. Somebody you spent money, you can't waste the, you know, no one is 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 needing a cupcake to we get, get through the day. We get a lot of negative feedback about this when we say it, but it is okay to throw them away. It really is. Like I know wasting food is considered a cardinal sin, but it is not wasteful if you're going to save other people from health consequences, well, sincerely. And if we think about – I'm sorry to take it down a notch, but if you're managing parents who, whose maybe parents lived through the Great Depression yeah. and food was an actual – food scarcity was a real thing and it was hammered into them that you eat everything on your plate and you don't waste and food is uh, you know, a, a three-dimensional form of love – you don't have to carry that another generation down the line. You yeah. don't need to kick the can down the line. And nobody, I'm telling you right now, nobody at your office needs those cupcakes. They do not. They have their own problems. And if you're like the movie The Ring, like if you don't watch the video <laughs> in seven days, you're going to get killed. But if you give the video to somebody else and they watch it, you won't get killed. But then you they have to will. keep yeah. perpetuating it yeah, down the line. Yeah, that is on you at that point. And 
But but giving someone else a cupcake, you are not doing anyone a favor. I am telling you, nobody needs it, that it cupcake. It makes you feel better because the food isn't going to waste, but it is going on somebody else's waste, which can be worse. Well, and it becomes their 365 surprises. It, it becomes yeah. their like, oh, well, I'm going to be like good all week because this weekend we have a party to go to. But Stephanie brought in cupcakes and I love cupcakes and now I'm just going to eat one. Uh, next Thursday, she also brought in cupcakes. I just got to eat the cupcakes. Yeah. If you're doing that 52 times a year, you're bringing in cupcakes that you don't want for someone else. Suddenly, you've given someone else a cupcake problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, but getting back to the point at hand. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> really plan which days you are going to have your indulgences and stick to that. You know, make it a rule and um, don't break that ahead of time. Um, and then once you have planned those indulgences, um, those days, um, don't show up to those events super hungry. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things for me is, you know, I used to, especially on Thanksgiving Day or if I was going to a holiday party, I would try and starve myself all day. And then by the time I got there, I would just be ravenous. And then I would just destroy yeah. like, all the food. Well, and the funny thing is that I would not eat all day so that I could tank up later. But the idea yeah. of waiting in for like tank up. waiting for eleven o'clock to get blood work done. Yeah. I'd be like, I can't eat until eleven. Like yeah. ah but then it's like, ooh, at four o'clock I'm gonna eat ninety thousand calories. For some reason it didn't seem that hard that time because right, I was like right. I had something to look forward to. But that under eating to overeat is a big scary fallacy. And I did that for years and it turns out if you eat a protein rich breakfast and a sensible lunch, you don't go, it's like you, you. they say don't go to the grocery store hungry, don't go to the football party hungry, don't go to yeah. the dinner starving. And, and just in general during the holiday season, don't allow yourself to get to the point of starving. Make sure you always have some snacks with you, something sensible, you know, access to food. Really think about how your day is going to go and plan and make sure you don't let yourself get to that starving point. Well, especially Especially with the, you know, thinking of the holidays as its own normal, things are crazy. You've got extra shopping to do. You've got things to do for work. You've got kid events. You've got family coming into town. That is normal for the season. Right. And acting like, like, oh, I forgot to eat. Oh, Ah, it's a surprise. ah. I'm reeling out of control now. And then you end up, you know, going to the mall to go shopping. It's late. And then you end up stopping at the burger joint for a giant fry and frosty and whatever because you're so hungry because you let yourself get to that point. There is a part of you that knows when you leave the house to go to the mall on that shopping trip that you're going to get to a point where it's hungry. You know that it's not just going to take you a half an hour. You know it's going to be two or three hours and that you're going to get there. But you're there's a part of you, I used to do this all the time, where I would I would know deep down that I should prepare, but I didn't want to because I wanted an excuse just to eat, you know, the the giant mall pizza or whatever. Yeah, I actually, I don't know if I told you this, but I keep little bags of nuts in my glove box for emergencies. I was out a couple of weeks ago and... I was really hungry and I thought I had a container of peanuts in the glove box. Yeah. And they're salty and they're like 250, 260 calories for the package. And I was like, ooh, I'm really hungry. I guess I'll have to eat that. And I opened the <laughs> glove box 
and I had 60 calorie packs of pistachios. Wah, and I wah. was like, darn me of a past who put healthy snacks in that are sensible. And I was actually really annoyed with myself. <laughs> I was like, thanks a lot, Catherine. Well, I'm actually proud of you I'm for doing that. I'm proud too, because I, I was hungry. It did just take off the edge, yeah, which is yeah. what I wanted it to do. But I was a little annoyed <laughs> that I didn't have an indulgent treat. Um, but we set ourselves up for failure because we do it all the time and we're th- we think we're victims, but what we're really doing is walking into needing that Starbucks sandwich and the latte and the pumpkin whatever. And I'm I'm shaking so much. I'm, yeah, I'm shocked because yeah. I'm so hungry. You know you're going to get hungry, so don't go hungry. Don't go hungry. And when you get there, you know, if we're talking about a holiday event or something, there generally are things like vegetables at these events. <laughs> I personally have never eaten those you things. You can't make but, a friend with a salad. Yeah, um, but there are, there. you know, usually there's a salad, there's some sort of vegetable, there's something that's sort of, you know, more calorie friendly. Try and fill up on that stuff and don't skimp on your water. Um, you know, I'm not saying exclusively eat that stuff, but, you know, Take the edge off of your extreme hunger by eating those things. I just imagined us having like a we only look thin, like fun party for all of our listeners and they show up and they're, <laughs> they're like water and carrot sticks. <laughs> Raw cauliflower. We warned you. This is the worst party I've ever been to. But I used to identify as someone who would bring something very decadent to parties. Like, oh, I got to bring my nine layer dip or yeah, 19 yeah. layer dip. Like, let's just add a like Pats of butter is one of the layers. Why not? And we went to um, actually like a Super Bowl-y type party a while back. And I looked at my, my photos because I take lots of pictures. Yeah. And I made this beautiful like strawberries mixed with blueberries thing. And it was beautiful and lovely. And it was well received. Like yeah. you can change what you're known for. Yeah. And that's another one of uh, my tips. Uh, our tips is to um, bring something to the event. You know, if you're supposed to bring something, bring something that you know is relatively calorie friendly that you know you'll have on hand to eat um, so that you're not relying on, you know, the host or everybody else to bring something that will, you know, quote unquote, save you from completely, you know, destroying the day. Yeah. I went to an event a while back that had an opening gala party afterward, and there were station after station of like Sunday bar and a build your own burger bar and a whatever and we stayed very far away from the stations because you know what it's like when you go somewhere I used to do this it'd be like I'm just gonna stand next to the cupcake making bar oh oh, cupcakes I didn't even know they had cupcakes and staying away from it what you see is what you want so if you were there for the conversation (laughs) and for hanging out don't stand next to the build your own taco bar yeah and when there was something at a party that i really loved i would like i would stand in front of it like some sort of guard and like you know put up a put up a razor wire fence around it and stand behind it and make sure that i got the majority of it like we don't have access to food all the time it is ridiculous But we set ourselves up for failure by placing ourselves there. And I don't know what what came first, the weight or the social insecurity. Yeah. But I used food as a buffer. Like, well, if I'm looking for food or if I'm doing whatever, then I don't have to talk to people. And hanging out near the table, if you're hanging out with, I I think I said this before, like with the seven-year-olds who are making their own fondue pots or whatever, like – 
I'm just going to go help the kids with their fun fondue project for the children. For the children. And that social anxiety is a real thing. And a lot of times we deal with anxiety with food and alcohol. So working your way through that and stepping away from the food, actually one of my tips is go to the party with a purpose. Yeah. Which I didn't actually tell you about. Yeah. Go wanting to learn something specific about people. Go wanting to learn about their favorite gift that they got as a child. Yeah, make up a fun question um, uh, that you want to ask everybody and make it part of your mission to ask everyone at the party what that is. Um, you know, and I actually had on my list of things to do is to make sure that you're there to socialize and don't make it just about the food, but actually make an effort to talk and connect with people and, um, you know, you're presumably you're there with people that you know and that you like um so really try and reconnect with them and not go for the with the sole purpose of just indulging on the food well and two everyone has those awkward you know whether you're at a party or you're at a meal those awkward questions that nobody wants to be asked so when are you having kids so you dating anybody so what college did you get into so how's the did you advance in your job those are bummer questions that suddenly bring the tone down if you can go in and you can go online and find like 50 icebreaker questions and ask a an interesting question yeah. around the party and just have it be like, hey, I've decided I want to know about everybody's blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, do you have a favorite like Thanksgiving memory that you'd like to share? Like, do you have any Thanksgiving family traditions that you'd like to talk about? Um, you know, hey, in a Christmas story, you know, Ralphie gets that BB gun and it's his best gift ever. What was yours? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. And by doing that, you're creating a deeper connection with someone because you have something common to talk about or some some sort of common interest. But it also takes away that like, so what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't seen you in 12 months. Tell me your life. And while you're talking, it's harder to stuff your face full of food. There you go. <laughs> at the same time. Well, and Gretchen Rubin also talked about asking people what habit they're trying to break or what habit they're struggling with right oh, now. Oh, I like that. Because then you actually can talk about like, well, Catherine and Donald on the We Only Look Thin podcast. And <laughs> My good friends, Catherine yeah, and Donald. At all of your holiday parties, make sure you mention our podcast and that people should <laughs> totally be Totally not a bummer. Yeah. But actually being like, oh gosh, you know what? I've actually had trouble concentrating at work because I'm really distracted. And then you can kind of build a conversation around some neutral topic that is actually about themselves rather than politics or religion or colleges or whatever. So changing the conversation and going in with a plan for it, I think makes you much less of a victim of what the heck am I going to say to all of these people? Exactly. And now getting back to the food part of it. I like how he says getting back because that's like, be quiet, that's not your see that's how you're taking it that's how i'm taking it <laughs> um but we um so i really i guess it's all about the food and that we there's no getting back to it but one of the strategies that i like to employ is to um before i start taking any food really look around see what's being prepared in the kitchen see what is available before i just start And again, sorry for the language, willy-nilly putting things on my plate. Um, uh, You know, because there may be some things that I really, really want, and then I've already put things on my plate that I only kind of want. And, you know, once they're on the plate, I have to eat them because, you know, that's how we are. Um, And really deciding, like, 
okay, what are the things that I really, really want here instead of just settling for whatever is the first thing that's in front of you? Yeah. And prioritizing those must-haves, like we've said before, you know, you can have you know, a roll with butter anytime. But if there is a signature dish that a place is known for, or your friend always makes something, some yeah, sort of special treat. or your treat. grandma or your mom or something. Yeah. I, or your uh, dad. We we went to a party the other night and there was, you know, crudite out and a charcuterie board. Oh, and yeah. um, I didn't, it was kind of later and I didn't think there was going to be food, but I knew there was going to be cake. So I didn't have any of the snacks, but we stayed for the cake. Yeah. And, it was my favorite kind of cake. Trigger warning, carrot uh, cake. Donald doesn't like carrot cake. No, nah, you shouldn't have vegetables in cake. Oh, it's so delicious. Um, but <laughs> Or walnuts. I, That's even worse. I took the smallest slice I could, and I actually didn't finish it. And then we left, like right after the slice of cake. And yeah, it was, I'm proud of you. Like, and it was done, and it was gone, and there was no opportunity to linger, to even out the cake. Um, so I'm living what I'm telling people to do. Yeah, and, and part two of this is, you know, exactly what she was saying. Just stick to your must-haves. Um, and if there are things that you, you know, the holidays just would not be the same without it, like, stick to those things. Don't just, you know, if you love your grandma's mac and cheese and somebody else has also made cornbread and you're just fine with the cornbread, like, eat the mac and cheese, skip the cornbread, or whatever, you know, examples that has to be. Well, and to the... In the stores right now, and as we're recording it, uh, it is well before the holidays. Yeah, uh, there is Halloween candy on the shelves, and there are Christmas items on the on the shelves. Yeah, and for me, going into the store the other day and seeing the variety of international delights uh, for the holidays. It is two months before Christmas. I do not need the Christmas treats right now. And I had to remind myself that right now is not the time to buy whatever. Some people say like, oh, well, you better get it now before it sells out. And it creates a panic. Yeah. And if you're panicking about getting the Christmas cookies and it's November 5th, like step back like yeah, that's maybe, not something maybe there's about. a part of you that's not actually panicking you just want an excuse to have lots of cookies around so that you'll eat them all well and halloween candy is a big issue and uh i should just say we've said everything before because we already have but people have already gone through bags of candy yeah and it's not halloween and they're gonna have to rebuy the bags of candy for halloween don't start buying the christmas delicacies now don't start pre-buying all of the thanksgiving things now wait for the week of and yeah if they- you don't really need to test out that pie recipe like way ahead of time you know just as an excuse to eat a whole pie yeah and so that fear of missing out that panic that limited edition don't stress yourself out about it marketing companies actually do that on purpose to make you feel like they shape something like a Christmas tree or a dreidel (laughs) to buy them. Like, oh, it's a delicious pumpkin spice shaped dreidel. Ooh, Reese's peanut butter cup shaped like a dreidel. You want to celebrate all the seasons and all the people. It's inclusivity. Exactly. So let go of that scarcity mindset. You have an abundance of food in your life. It is not the only time you're ever going to have the opportunity to have a Danish butter cookie. Like, they exist in the world that yeah. will be more in the future. Yeah, they're not going to discontinue them in the world. Like, you'll, <laughs> in- you'll have an opportunity at some point. Yeah, so don't pre-buy the food. 
well in advance if you know that they are going to trigger you. You're just like asking yourself to run out of willpower and and eat all of that. Like there's only so much you can do when you're staring that stuff in the face. Well, and if you are the person who is hosting, and I know for me, I grew up with like an overabundance. If you're going to have four people over, make enough for eight. And secretly I did that because I wanted to eat all of the leftovers. So I never made food just for Christmas or just for Thanksgiving. It was like, well, we want a week of turkey sandwiches after. So oh, yeah. All of the mashed potatoes and all of the stuffing and all of the gravy. Yeah, for sure. And part of that, and like in all honesty, part of that was like, I want to seem like a well-prepared, generous host. Yeah. And we equate our generosity and our value with the spread that we put out and the, you know, the quality and the care that we put into it. We feel judged by it where a lot of the times it's like, we bought it in advance. It's fine. Oh, we're getting two Costco chickens instead of a turkey. Like the experience, I'm not saying, you know, don't do what you want to do, but if it's too much for you, step back a little bit. Yeah, like your your holiday won't be destroyed because you don't have your your Nana's green bean casserole. Like, you know, you'll still be fine. It will still happen. You know, and you can do the holiday without that. Well, and two, I think families, and I know uh, your family did or does, would have like a ham and a turkey and a lasagna. Oh, yeah. And the lasagna because you're vegetarian, which is fine. But like having four different mains to choose from. Right. Let's cut our losses and just do a single item for dinner. You don't have to have three kinds of potatoes and two kinds of stuffing and six different vegetables and creamed corn or whatever. Pick something and stick with it and it's fine. Yeah. And when you get to the moment when you're going to um, experience your indulgences, one of the things that I fall a victim to is that I don't really stop and savor and enjoy it. So when you're going to have it, really pay attention to it. Eat it mindfully, eat it slowly, and really savor and enjoy it. Like, don't just, you know, I I don't know how many times in my life I've just like, you know, thrown something in my mouth and eaten it, and then I'm like, wait, did I actually even have it? Like the moment's over and like, I I better have another one because I didn't even really like barely notice that I had the first one. Yeah, no, that distraction is a big issue. And I think it's it's a loophole too, where it's just like, oh, I'll have another because I don't remember the first one. And we've talked about alcohol before, thinking about... If you're eating, if you're eating and drinking, is it going to make you want more calories? Is this really a great night to be drinking? Is it a night to have moderation? Um, you know, will you be singled out if you're the one having a club soda over, you know, their, the holiday, you know, cocktail that they have on hand? What's going to serve you? Because frankly, right now with me and alcohol, I'm not drinking very much. I have like half a glass of something. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I feel tired and logy and snacky and all the other dwarves, and I don't feel great the next day. So really considering that and, well, and picking the key times to do something. And instead of, you know, chain drinking, so to speak, like in between each drink, have a glass of water. Like force yourself that you're going to have a nice big glass of water in between. A, it helps fill you up, and B, it you know doesn't have calories, and C, it stops you from having the capacity to just continually like pound that alcohol. Yeah. Another thing uh, that I thought about was uh, 
people take smoking breaks at parties yeah you know people go outside or whatever i actually and i did this even before i like going outside and just looking at the night sky yeah take a little cool take a little breathing break take a little break walk to the end of the block and back just kind of step away a little bit get you know a, a clear head um stepping away from the heat and the you know and the close proximity to people for me is very relaxing, uh, especially if you're an introvert, having just a moment to kind of step away and and maybe you'll even meet somebody outside, you know, one on one at the party. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not for smoking. Sure. You're not smoking. Let's hang out. <laughs> and uh, speaking of stepping away, um, one thing to remember is that every step counts. Even during the holidays, maybe you're out of town, you're out of your routine. Um, but you can still find time to take a 10-minute walk or you can still find time to do a 10-minute exercise routine in your, you know, whatever bedroom you're staying in. You can, you know, watch a YouTube video on your phone, um, do a, you know, 10-minute, 5-minute fitness martial video, like something. Every little bit of exercise, just because you can't do your full exercise routine or that you can't go to the gym or whatever, doesn't mean you should give up on all of it. Well, and sticking to those big habits, like you said, like... There are people who say, I'm not going to weigh myself until New Year. I'm not going to track my calories until New Year. I'm yeah. just, it's too much right now. I can't deal with it. When you say that, you're giving yourself permission to overindulge and it, you know what's going to happen. You're going to gain 10 pounds yeah, and then sure. be like, I don't never learn. So keeping those basic habits in place, going for your morning walks, going on an evening walk with your family, starting a tradition of getting off the couch and going to enjoy holiday lights. Find a turkey trot on Thanksgiving yeah, and try to, get, try to get family members to sign up too. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, maybe you just have a fun morning by yourself doing it. Well, and I know... Um, Oftentimes, the act of baking is a big holiday tradition. Either you bake to oh, give yeah. to other people or you bake for yeah, yourself. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, and we'd like to give you some ideas and tips about what to do instead of baking. You had a good one involving jigsaws. Yeah, it was, you know, instead of, you know, baking together, maybe you, you know, get a holiday puzzle and everybody sits around the table and does, uh, you know, helps with the puzzle. Or maybe you try and make a tradition that you're going to play a board game um, instead of uh, doing something food related. Yeah. And also, um, instead of making cookies, you can actually make dough ornaments, which yeah. are not edible, but there's there's some baking soda or powder or something and, in and there. And you've done that with our, our daughter. Yeah. And uh, the ornaments came out really cool. Yeah, they're really cute. So you, you still get to use the cookie cutters. Uh, it's it's festive and it takes time. And you wouldn't want to eat them. No. So you're not tempted to. No, but you could, you know, we actually do this with our daughter, build uh, a haunted house for... Halloween, you could build a Thanksgiving house for Thanksgiving and Ween or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but build a build a gingerbread house. Uh, use stale candy. So that oh, yeah. if, if you're triggered, don't yeah, do use that. one of those kits that's been on a shelf that you would never want to eat. Uh, or at least even I, who would eat everything, doesn't want to eat the uh, the gingerbread kit that's yeah. off the shelf. Make I mean, and even if you're you're grown ups and there's no kids around, make those like little paper snowflake things you could make i used to make popcorn and cranberry garland uh which i think donald thinks putting food on the tree is gross but um i i used to do popcorn no, I garland. Just, i'm just not crazy about how the popcorn garland looks yeah but if you're like if it keeps you busy instead sure. of eating it then absolutely that's good. um you can also do like little ribbon garland uh popcorn on a strand um 
but come up with alternatives to baking because just because my kids love to do it. Your yeah. kids also love to stick their fingers in their nose. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that is not a tradition you and, want. And maybe if you're really being honest with yourself, like it's you that loves eating the baking more than everybody loves actually baking the baking. Well, and I did that. I would make cookies and I would eat half of the dough. Listen to pretty much any episode of We Only Look Thin <laughs> and I'll tell you about a time I ate something meant for kids. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ice cream party. She's Why not? literally stealing children's food and yeah, eating it. Yeah. Now there's no uh, no denying it. So really being honest, coming up with alternatives, coming up with crafts that you can do. Places like Paper Source have you know make your own paper wreath parties. Uh, you know you can do many different holiday events. Uh, you know you can go to a painting studio to do a painting thing instead of having a food based party at home. We are actually doing this. Yeah. Events in your local area, Christmas or holiday light spectaculars at your local botanical garden. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin carved things. Yeah. Like, uh, I think in Las Vegas, there was like a motor speedway that had a lights display that was like three miles of, of lights. Do something outside the home yeah. that isn't Go to food a Christmas specific. parade for goodness sake. Yeah, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, but there are so many things in your community that you can, if you want to celebrate with people, whether it's a holiday play or a sing-along carol at your um, local symphony or something at your botanical garden, plan on meeting people at a space like that where sure they might have a signature cocktail or some hot chocolate for the kids, but you're out and you're doing something instead of standing around eating food. Stop making your events food-based and start having them outside the home as event-based. Yeah, they're about the holidays are supposed to be about family and friends and not really about the food. Although it's an important part of it, that should not be the number one focus. And another thing that should not be the number one focus is bringing stress upon yourself. Yeah. And one of the biggest parts of this is to try and reduce your stress. Try not to invite it. Try not to put the weight of the world on your shoulders to make everything perfect. Try not to bring up politics with your Uncle Jerry, who's going to, you know, make you enraged and then make you stress eat. Um, you know, Try and relax. Make things as easy on yourself as possible. The holidays are still going to happen. They can still be great, even if they're not, you know, your ideal in your head. Yeah. Perfect. And we talked about on the last episode, act the way you want to feel and set a, a song or a mantra as kind of your guiding purpose for the season, because we can be so stressed out about making things perfect that we treat those around us, uh, kind of roughly. <laughs> and, yes, yes, and it can definitely happen. I definitely used to do that of just being so stressed out that the, the you know the the reason for the season was not uh trickling down to our daughter because I was stressed out about making something perfect. So stepping back a little bit, letting go of stress. If you are in a place of loss or you're in a place where maybe you don't have the ideal holiday situation, reach out, volunteer, be a part of a community, join a local church, you know, do something outside of the home that can bring you fellowship uh, because there are lots of people out there, um, you know, who might not have the traditional, you know, Norman Rockwell holiday family or you're away from family or you have someone in the military who isn't home. Yeah. Make a new tradition, make something special for yourself. Uh, you know, watch 95 Hallmark Channel 
TV shows oh, uh, man. while you doing don't, push-ups. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen in those Hallmark movies. You have no idea if they're going to get together in the end. You it's don't funny. know. We actually used to watch The Christmas Story every Christmas. We would just have it on all the time. And I can't remember. Oh, last year we were away for the holidays, and we didn't actually even see it once. And it felt like weird non-Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It was very bizarre. Um the very last thing that I wanted to mention, uh, I'm not sure if Catherine has some more, but is, you know, we are all human and we can make all of these plans. We can tell ourselves that we're only going to indulge on these days. And sometimes we're not going to be able to stick to it, but be kind to yourself. Um, if you eat more than you meant to, if you eat on a day that you weren't planning to, um, Try not to beat yourself up about it. Um, we're all human. These things happen. And tomorrow's another day to get right back on your plan and keep going. Beating yourself up and saying bad things about yourself will only lead you to continue the, the vicious cycle of, you know, of doing it again and again. Sure. So if you're in a situation where you feel any regret, again, think to yourself, what do you want to leave behind? What can you forgive yourself for? And what do you want for your future self? What do you want to feel? What memories do you want to make? What mantra do you have that will keep you moving forward? And it's not about having the you know, being the person who doesn't eat any indulgent meals all the way through New Year. And then suddenly at New Year, you're like, what just happened? I didn't eat anything. Babe. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually did one year. Um, But being able to live realistically, to feel good in your body, to move, to stick to habits, to feel like you can respect your choices, because we're going to indulge. I'm going to indulge. I know I am. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. But not just closing your eyes to every choice and being a victim on January 1st, I think is really critical to feeling good about your holiday season. Yeah, I didn't get to my heaviest weight by indulging just on Thanksgiving or just on Christmas Day. I got there by indulging, you know, basically 365 days a year. So once in a while is not is not the issue. It's the all the time. Right. And I mean, and then there's the like, you know, the holidays are over now I'm depressed because the holidays are over and I couldn't possibly eat well now because I need right. comfort food because I'm sad. Exactly. So I'm going to wait until after Valentine's Day. So we can push the can down the road a month at a time and tell ourselves we'll deal with it. Our future selves will deal with it. But uh, one thing I heard recently was to be something, you have to become something. To be ready, you have to become ready. You're not Cinderella who is suddenly magically ready for the ball. You have to create the person that becomes ready. You've got to create the person who is mindful at the party, the person who eats uh, with, with mindfulness, with joy, eating foods that they enjoy, and not just acting like it's the last Christmas that you know, butter cookies are <laughs> available. Um, I've been working really hard on eating things that I truly enjoy, but doing it mindfully and doing it with, um, you know, I'm a grown-up. I am 45 years old and I yeah. am starting to act like it and it feels weird, but I feel it feels very good too. So how can you be a champion of the holiday? How can you feel good in your own skin and be setting a good example for those around you? 
And I think that is a great way to uh, end that and to transition to our product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody! Um, this is a repeat product of the week. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, why not? We're recycling. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy Mother Earth. Reuse is recycling too, you know. Yeah. Um, so the product of the week this week is the seven-day habit circle. Oh, uh, that's something you made. It is, and I am actually using it right now. Uh, wow. The seven-day habit circle is you pick a small habit that you'd like to repeat seven times. And once you repeat it seven times, you give yourself a little prize or reward. Ooh, that's so fun. Um, So at the holidays, and this is how it ties into this in particular, if you know you struggle with keeping your mouth shut around family about a certain topic, if you struggle with uh, bringing treats home that you regret – Pick something like that to use as your habit circle to focus on. Yeah. I am going to only have one plate of food at each party that I go to this holiday season. So you have seven different events that you're going to. Each time you achieve your goal, you put a little check mark or a sticker uh, on the circle. And then once you've achieved that seven times, it doesn't have to be consecutive, just seven times. Um, Then you get a little reward for yourself. I think that's great. In in this, uh, you know, I've I've said it before, but right now we have Amazon Prime, we have Grubhub, anything we want on the internet, we can find out immediately. And oftentimes gifts don't seem like a big deal because we can get them instantly. Yeah. But having a little reward as your sort of carrot to stick to a goal can really matter. So right now I'm actually working on closing the kitchen at 8 p.m. because I am never eating salads uh, after 8 p.m. Once I do that seven times in a row, so I'm establishing my habit, yeah. um, I actually bought myself a new Fitbit band. So ah. I don't get the Fitbit band. I bought it. It's, we have it here in the house. <laughs> um, I'm not a monster. I'm going to take it. Uh, I don't think you want it. I think it's pink. Oh. Um, but I have it. And once I hit the seven-day habit circle, then I get the Fitbit band. I also have another one that I'm working on, which is sticking to my calorie deficit. And I bought myself a fun t-shirt that I wanted. And then I got the t-shirt. I was like, you know what? I'll save this for a habit circle. So I will, uh, once I hit my calorie deficit seven times, I get the t-shirt. I already bought them. I was going to do it anyway. But now it gives me the, uh, the pride of patience and sticking to a small habit goal. So think about over the holidays what small habit you would like to work on that you can hit seven different times. Um, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com, and I can send you a copy of the Habit Circle. Uh, and uh, it's a printable that you can you can print out. We're using it in Molt Place. Uh, there's, it's also uh, it's on my Instagram, our Instagram feed. I, I posted the Habit Circle there. But you can yeah. email us for a fresh copy there. Um, for me, it is a great way to sort of plan a treat for myself. It's almost like not an advent calendar, but kind of a like – all right, if I can, you know, stick to my habit goal seven times, then I get a reward for that. And it feels, uh, for me, it's a great little boost. You can get yourself, maybe make a list of things you want, a new lipstick, a new app for your phone, a new pair of fun socks, a Fitbit band, uh, a jaunty hat uh, of your favorite sports team. Um, But it's been, I've- (laughs) All my jaunty sports team hats. (laughs) 
No, but I it actually is something where I'm like, oh, I'll do a habit circle. I just finished one. I got yeah. my, a, a T-shirt. And it feels really good to have a physical manifestation. No, and it's, it's a great, like, you know, you feel a great sense of accomplishment. And you have a visual representation when you're, like, putting a sticker on each, you know, each time or, you know, crossing it out or whatever yeah, so you're seven, doing. Yeah, so seven times you went uh, for a walk with your family after dinner. Seven times you, you know, abstained from that second helping. Uh, seven times, again, you didn't get in a fight with Uncle Jim. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Uncle Jim. We don't agree with your ideas, but we're, we're rewarding ourselves for keeping our cool. So yeah. uh, that's and, the real winner. And that, and the real winners are the listeners. Yay, pow! And, and that is your product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And um, I believe you mentioned uh, Wolf Place a little bit ago. Do you want to tell people what that is? I did. So uh, we have a private... Uh, women-only Facebook accountability group where we share successes and we do uh, habit events. Uh, it is not a weight loss plan. It is a place to work on yourself yeah. while you're working on being the person that you want to be. Um, so uh, it's a very safe community. We share a lot of ups and downs in life. Uh, we have uh, activity challenges, uh, food posting days. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great ideas from one another. And it's just a safe, small place on the internet where you can share your strong struggles and successes without feeling judged by uh, people you know in three-dimensional life. So um, it's a great little group. You can find out more about us by going to weonlylookthin.com and clicking on join our support group. Uh, There's more information there, a couple of different plans. Um, You can even join uh, as a have a complimentary membership for a couple of days just to kind of test it out and see if it's right for you. Yeah, if you sign up for a a one-month membership, you get a complimentary three-day trial. And if you sign up for a a three-month membership, you get a uh, complimentary seven-day trial yeah so see if it's right for you uh but it's a it's it's a wonderful group of people supporting one another and i'm humbled that people are sharing their journeys with us so if that sounds like something you would like to do uh you can check us out uh, again or you can email us at we only look thin at gmail.com or go to our website we only look and uh, if you'd like uh, more of our particular brand of shenanigans, you can uh, follow us on the socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all at We Only Look Thin. Um, and uh, if you'd like to help us out, and why wouldn't you like to help us out, um, you can leave us uh, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that would really uh, help us out, and we would really appreciate it. And um, I believe that... Uh, Catherine has a, uh, we're going to try something a little bit new here. We're going to read one of our reviews. Yeah, so this one was from earlier in the summer, uh, but I particularly liked it because it talked about us being funny, which I agree with. (laughs) I agree as well. (laughs) Uh, It's from uh, Me Mom Philly. Uh, it says these two rock inspiring beyond words and just so darn real love their sense of humor like Burns and Allen, which is literally like that is the a best huge compliment, compliment of Holy cow. anything in the whole world. Uh, honestly, they t- I tell everyone I know about this podcast. Uh, the last podcast episode about vacations was so spot on and helpful to me. Honestly, my favorite podcast out there always feel good when it's finished. I feel good when it's finished too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the reviews mean so much to us. Uh, it just means so much to know that us, uh, us two ragtag kids uh, on the mean streets of Hollywood yeah. can help uh, change people's lives because uh, it has been uh, just so wonderful to be able to share our insights and our little 
brand of comedy with y'all. So yeah, uh, we uh, we greatly appreciate yeah, it. So we thank are, you. For... We are humbled uh, that uh, you wrote that. We are humbled that you all listen, and we uh, we greatly appreciate it. So uh, if you still can't tell the difference between a Danish butter cookie and a crudite, just remember <laughs> that Catherine I and tell. I are <laughs> an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.